0: Welcome to Life in Purple, providing you with the latest from women entrepreneurs, amazing mums, human interest stories, and celebrity guests. Your host, Laura Sprague, discusses women's topics such as success, empowerment, perseverance, lifestyle, and much more. Laura also offers a fun and unique perspective, while providing listeners with valuable tips on how to successfully conquer the many issues women may face. Come experience
1: your life in purple. And now, here's your host, the life coach with the most, Laura Sprague. Hello, Lip Talk Nation. Welcome to Life in Purple. I'm your host, Laura Sprague, and thank you so much for listening to this episode. It has been an exciting year being your host. September 9th is coming up, and it will be our one-year anniversary. And I want to give a huge shout-out to you, Lip Talk Nation. Many of you have shared your stories of abuse and healing, but I just want to say that I have learned so much from you all to be a better listener, work smarter, and live more in the moment. So thank you, Lip Talk Nation. You are a gift to me. On our most recent episode, we had Kendra Woods, who talks about the imposter syndrome and how she was able to conquer it and give specific steps for you on how to increase your self-worth. If you haven't had a chance to catch our previous episodes, visit LipTalkNation.com, and there you'll find more resources to help you live a life in purple. On our show today, we have a sought-out speaker, hero and motivator, Timothy Jones. His story will not only touch your soul, but will leave you with wanting to take action and ownership of your own life. Timothy is on a mission to raise awareness for many causes, such as homeless veterans, sexual assault, and many trauma-based organizations to help people reclaim their colorful voice. He believes that where colorful voices lay dormant and doubtful, with hope, healing, and action, those voices and dreams become ignited. Welcome to the show, Timothy. How are you today?
0: (laughs) I am outstanding. What a beautiful day it is today. (laughs)
1: Yes, it really is a beautiful day. We live in the same area, so I can testify for that, and I'm glad that you're outstanding. I feel outstanding as well, so it's an honor to have you on the show, Timothy. Thank you so much for being here. So, you're a gift, truly, and a hero, like I said in the introduction. I can't wait for Lip Talk Nation to hear your story and your tips in becoming what you call a victor in reclaiming your colorful voices, but before we get into all of that, Will you tell us where you're from and how you got your start?
0: Oh, I am from a small town called Graceville, Florida. Uh, I like to tell individuals it's from five miles from you don't know where it is and ten miles from you can't find it. But it's a beautiful town uh, here in Florida. It's about an hour and 30 minutes east of Pensacola and I got my start doing what I do from a young woman at my, uh, one, at my alma mater, Pensacola State College, who really saw something in me uh, as I started my journey in higher education. And it, as they say, the rest is history with just learning and reclaiming that voice of service and that passion of service that I have. And that's kind of how I got my start. They saw a color in my voice.
1: Okay, so you're starting off very humble, and I love that. I want Lip Talk Nation to understand where you're coming from and all that you have gone through. So I was able to do some research on you a little bit, and I know that you told your mama when you were growing up that you wanted to be a few specific things. So I want to start there. Will you tell us what you told your mama that you wanted to be when you grew up?
0: (laughs) You know, I was was, uh, very young, and I told my mom I wanted to do three things. I told her that I wanted to live in Japan. I told her that I was going to encounter some difficulty. uh, And then I told her I was going to be rich. (laughs) And and my mom looked at me, you know, as all moms do, and she just said, you know, baby, two out of the three of those aren't bad. (laughs) And and I was like, okay. And um, that was on my journey. And so at 18 years old, I enlisted into the Navy. And when I got a chance to call my mom from Tokyo, I just simply said, mom, step one is complete. So I'm on that mission to just uh, really do that change.
1: I find words of wisdom, Timothy, in that when you were telling your mom when you were small, you're younger, that you wanted to do these three things, live in Japan, wanna be rich, and this this one particular thing stands out to me that you are going to experience difficulties. And so that stands out to me because it seems to be that you are already such a wise person beyond your ears even knowing that you were going to experience difficulties. But I love that you are on pursuit of following your dreams. So let's talk about these difficulties for a little bit. Whether you realize this or not, Timothy, you are a hero to people. You're a hero to myself, especially finding out more about you and what you're doing. You have this huge passion to help others find their colorful voice, which is what you mentioned as your mentors in your um, education were telling you that you had a colorful voice. So you're on a mission to help people find theirs. But before this passion began, you... You had to go through some tough times and incredibly difficult obstacles. Will you share with us what those were with us, Timothy?
0: Uh, Absolutely. So uh, as a young sailor, I got my orders to Japan, and I was excited. Uh, However, about a month or so into that duty station, I started getting these uh, strange phone calls. And the voice on the other end just simply said, I'm watching you. And it scared me, but I couldn't really put two and two together, but they kept happening. Then one night uh, I was in a club in, in Iwakuni and I got another phone call, but this time the voice on the other end said, I'm watching you right now. And that moment I really got scared. I left the club and when I went to my barracks, I, I woke up with a six foot five Marine on top of me. And um, for the next 20 minutes, the voice, the color that was in my voice at the time was snuffed out. And it was very difficult having experienced sexual assault from another service member. And the following morning, thankfully, I had a friend. I didn't want to report what happened to me, but she, she said, you know what, if you don't report it, this could happen to somebody else. So thankfully I did report it, but because I didn't know who the the gentleman was, there wasn't a lot that could have been done at that time, but because we're in a small base and this is 1999. So we're, we're talking about a vastly different military than there is today. I started getting harassed, uh, and hazed pretty bad because at the time, you know, what we see is sometimes there's victim shaming. And a lot of people were saying, well, you're male. Uh, how come you didn't defend yourself? You know, did you ask for this? Did you know, you did something to get this. And, um, I had to be moved out of my barracks. Um, and, and it was very, it was extremely difficult. It was extremely scary because as I was getting trying to get assistance from, from being sexually assaulted, uh, I'm now having to stand off. You know, it, I, I tell people if you walk into the corral or, or, or a restaurant, and you walk into that restaurant, and then you see everyone in that restaurant just stop what they're doing and look at you that's a very cold feeling. And that's what I lived through for a year. I had, to li- I had to eat on the other side of the island just so I could be comfortable without the stares and the whispers. And shortly after that uh, happened, my friend, uh, my ship, my fellow sailor, he ended up committing suicide. And all of this was taking place within the first six to nine months. And so at 19 years old, that was a lot to deal with. And as I got discharged, for the next decade, I struggled with drugs and alcohol addiction because how how do you cope with being a male sexual assault survivor or victim at that time is where I was at. and what do you do and and at that moment, my uncle and my aunt everyone was telling me to go to the VA, but I associated the VA with active duty and I didn't trust the system. I didn't trust anything because that system had let me down and um um, my third suicide attempt is when i i made a commitment to put down my instrument of destruction and to really transform my life because it was in that moment that i just had a, a moment of clarity where i was about to do to my family what i lived through 10 years prior, and I didn't, want to, I didn't want to put my family through that. And so uh, it, it was very difficult to get my life together, but it was a decision that I knew I had to make.
1: Wow, Timothy, I'm sure some of the listeners right now are having this heavy heart for you and they are feeling the things that you went through. And by all means, I don't want to take away from any of it. In 1999, you referenced that the military was so different, vastly different than it is now. You experienced hazing and sexual assault and specifically a six foot, five inch Marine on top of you. I can't imagine, first of all, what that was like putting the fear inside of you, you know, in your brain, it building up to that and then experiencing that. And like you said, you didn't want to tell anybody at first. But I'm very thankful, Timothy, that you had a friend that said, but you don't want this to happen to anyone else. You had to stop it. And even though you didn't know who this person was, you know, you did speak up about it. And even though you're going through these solitude times after this, I really can't imagine what that was like and what you were actually telling yourself too. because uh, maybe you had thoughts of not being good enough or not worthy, especially if someone told you that you deserve this, asking you that question, Timothy. Yeah. That's so painful to me because I remember in my past too, in the environment I came from, that question is asked a lot. So if someone was raped, if someone was molested, someone had anything bad to them, it was, what did you do to deserve this? And
0: Exactly.
1: it's not has nothing to do with that, Timothy. And I'm so glad that you have a beautiful voice and a colorful voice to share with us how you did recover. So I, I just want to sit right here on your vulnerability for a little bit longer and talk about how you attempted suicide three times, but on that third time, you committed to putting away this destructive behavior and your destructive devices. Oh my goodness. I. I love that you did this. So I want to know what was going on in your head. You know, these obstacles that you speak of, you know, sexual assault and hazing and being homeless. And what were some of these things that you did to start working on yourself after that third attempt of suicide instead of blaming your circumstances? What did you do to start working on yourself?
0: Well, you know, the, the first thing I had to do was have a very honest conversation with myself. And it's, and it's a conversation that anyone who has experienced a traumatic event, is probably the hardest conversations you have to have because you have to look at yourself in the mirror and you have to begin to peel back the scabs. And when you peel back the scabs, you have fresh wounds again, and it's all new. And it was in that moment, the first thing I said to myself was I cannot stand my life right now. My life is a complete mess but I don't want this to be my last chapter. This is not gonna be how my life is ending. I I don't want it to be that way. And if I can at least have a better tomorrow than I do today, I will subscribe to that. And I didn't know, and at that time I didn't know about PTSD or anything. And so that was the first thing. And then when I ended up in jail, because that was the first thing that had to happen because I had, you know, in a decade I'd made some bad decisions and I had to become accountable to those decisions. And I ended up having a conversation with a VA rep and it was a forced conversation, but the way she disarmed me and, and, and she disarmed me by with love. She didn't treat me as a number for a decade. You know, I had, I was, that's how I was treated, that guy. And I treated myself that way. I didn't love myself. And for three hours and 45 minutes, as I poured out my vulnerability, everything that happened that had happened to me in the last that 12 years, and all the way going back to the time that I was assaulted, she said to me, I know what's wrong with you. And it was like a light bulb had come on. And she said, have you ever heard of PTSD? And uh, my response to that was, you know, but that's, you have to be in, in a war zone. You have to have lost a limb. And she said, no, it applies to you as well. And you're a card-carrying member, and we're going to give you help. And I remember going back into the cell with the, the, the 70 guys, and I'm just yelling, oh, my God, guys, I got PTSD. Oh, my God, I got PTSD. Oh, my God, I got PTSD. And everyone in that jail was like, uh, they took two steps away from me. And they're like, listen, we don't know what he's got. We don't know what PTSD is, but we know we don't want it. but it was that moment of there was an answer for my behavior. And if I now knew the answer, I couldn't run away from it anymore and I could address it. And so it really was being honest with myself and then trusting that there are, there were people in place, regardless of what I had experienced in the past that were ready to help me. And I accepted that help. Because most times, if you you know you're pride, you're a prideful person, you don't want to accept the help. But I knew that where I was at, I was at my rock bottom, and I needed help if I was going to to be better than I was. And uh, thankfully, the things started falling into place. and uh, And I remember the moment where I knew that I was on the right track, and I was and I was in this homeless veterans program. And about six months into the program, it took about six months for that hopelessness and despair to wash off of me. And I was walking to school and I passed by a mirror and I just looked in the the image staring back at me and I just said, Oh my God, I love you. And I just started crying for the next 20 minutes because when I said it, I meant it and I could feel that love that I have for myself. And that aha moment of I have to start loving myself because i hadn't done that, and um, that really was was a moment that helped turn it around for me
1: wow, Timothy. there is something so powerful in the gift of confronting yourself, and i'm i'm having this I can relate so much to that specific thing and, and I tell Lip Talk Nation all the time, I write it in my blogs all the time, that you got to talk to yourself, quit telling yourself that you can't do something, quit telling yourself that um, it's always going to be bad and you're going to suffer and I, I love that you confronted yourself. You had this huge conversation with yourself about how you did not want to live your life destructive anymore and you also said that you didn't want this part of your life to be the last chapter of your life and it did take that person confronting you almost a forced confrontation that you said that you had and with someone that you needed to that called you out on your destructive behavior but also it gave you permission to be that way because, you know, she let you know that you have PTSD. And and the people in the jail cell were like, I don't want what yeah. you got. They didn't know what PTSD was. And, and your definition of that was clearly miscued because you thought that you didn't have that because you didn't have a limb cut off or you didn't experience, you know, this huge trauma in battle. But you did experience trauma. And I don't want to take away from that at all. But I love that you walked past the mirror six months in. You looked at yourself and then you said, I love you. That is bringing tears to my eyes, Timothy, because I did the same thing. I, I didn't believe I was beautiful. So I, I mean, my past, I was molested and, and I had to go confront my five year old self, you know, and hug her five, six, seven, eight years old. And, and you were doing the same thing. And when you realize that you loved yourself and you got to take care of yourself, You are now, well, you were always destined for greatness. But right now, I want Lip Talk Nation to understand what it took for you to overcome the obstacles that you went through because, of course, you had consequences to the behavior that you had before. But the pendulum, Timothy, shifts to the other side as well when you start working on yourself. So you truly have this gift to serve others, which I believe is one of the reasons why people, they listen to you. Will you tell us about your project, colorful for
0: voices and who it is for? Oh, absolutely! I love colorful voices. As I went through this journey of healing and, and, and aha moments after aha moments, uh, this gentleman—I was telling my story, and, he, and I had heard overheard him, and he just said, "Oh, Timothy, that's that guy with that colorful background." And you know, because I was in the, the healing process, I didn't know how to take it, so I was like. I'm going to show him, and then, and then and then my inner champion said, wait a minute, he is absolutely right. You do have a colorful background, and you know what? So do so many others. Every one of us have, have a colorful voice within us, and where we are in, as a nation and as a world is that so many don't know how to unleash the color in their voice, and you know what? We can do that. And let's help because, you know what, you've been unleashed because so many people have seen greatness in you and want to assist you because you're helping yourself. Let's find a way that we can unlock those who've gone through traumatic experiences. You know, I, I have a unique experience to where I can say I've been, you know, yes, I've been in jail and I've had these things that have happened, but I've come out and I've redefined what that is. And if we can give others an opportunity to do the same thing, how beautiful will this world be?
1: How beautiful. Oh my goodness, I have to stop you right there, Timothy. You just said something so good. I have goosebumps and I want Lip Talk Nation to really catch a hold of what you just said. We do all have these colorful voices that can be unleashed, the whole world, Timothy. And so I don't mean to stop you, but you got me really excited about this. And then you also said, I have a unique experience and that is what is is going to hit home with everyone because a lot of people can get in the whole comparison thing. Oh, my story is not as great as yours or that's for you. You get to do that because you have the gift and really you chose to conquer. And I love that you said... I have a unique experience and so now we all have these colorful voices so I didn't mean to stop you Timothy but I really wanted Lip Talk Nation to grab a hold of what you were saying on that so now you can tell us who colorful voices are specifically
0: It is, you know colorful voices is for anyone who has had a unique experience it doesn't have to be traumatic if you've had a unique experience and you have to overcome adversity and you're, all you're experiencing adversity now. Colorful Voices, we are here to ignite you. We are here to help you unleash your champion. And we do that by, with our trainings. Uh, I do, I currently do sexual assault and weight prevention trainings on college campuses and military bases, but I'm in the process of working with Others who we are teaming together to work in other fields because, again, we all have a unique experience. And so when we can tap into that, we can all learn from each other. And the goal is to just pour out as much love and unity as we can. And as I am in the process of formulating and, and really tailoring in my mod, my business model like I'm, I'm doing that now, we're going to go, you know, I want to go national and then I want to go global. But the goal is to help ignite those voices and, and, all, and those champions and all of us. You know, one of the things I love to do, like I go to Target, <laughs> and my roommate will probably tell you that, you know, he's, I do this all the time, and I will just meet with a cashier, and I'll spend five minutes just talking about their life and where they're going. And I get on fire by knowing that after that conversation, that they know that I have seen them, I have heard them, And at the end of the conversation that they know that I value them and that's what I love. And I I think that's the duty of colorful voices and that's what we want to do.
1: Timothy, I'm shaking my head. Yes, I see you going global. I know you're going to. Your movement is growing. And I love that you said that it is for anyone. It doesn't have to be necessarily a traumatic experience for a person to be able to unleash their colorful voice. And I see it. And uh, yes, nodding the head yes again, (laughs) when someone does figure out because you give them permission isn't like you're just giving them the right information for them to figure out exactly. for themselves, Timothy, that they can be better than they are right now. And and I love your hashtags. Be more, you know, male survivor. They're really awesome. So, what has been the most inspiring story so far that you've received starting this movement? Wow,
0: that's such a that's such a, a beautiful question. There have been so many stories and emails of support, one of the most inspiring stories was a friend of mine. and uh, uh, we you know we grew up together and we and we were babes together, and we were both veterans. And as I began this mission of being the change and standing on my story, my friend shared with me their traumatic experience and was ready to reclaim their own champion and release unleash their voice and we just cried on the phone together because i had no idea and then i was like you know i I thank god i thank the creator because i'm here to assist my friend in, in their journey and i know and it is a journey and a process but i've had so many of them those stories You know, I give my cell phone number, my personal cell phone number, I do that because I want everyone to know that you can touch me and feel me and I am just, I am, I am with everyone. And that, that was so touching for me.
1: Wow. I'm in awe with this and and sharing this from a friend that you said that you guys could even cry together as your friend shared their traumatic experience. And that is so beautiful, so raw and so rare. But we... Don't give ourselves permission to feel sometimes. And I want people, Lip Talk Nation, it is a gift when you unleash what you've suppressed. And that's exactly what you're helping people do, unleashing the suppression. And you're giving them permission to have this colorful voice. Yeah. Yes. I'm like, amen. What How God created you to be was to be more and be the change. So Timothy, wow. I, I'm in awe with you right now. Lip Talk Nation, I'm sure they're taking notes and, and I'll get some great feedback from this. I love finding out what leaders do to take care of themselves. So I'm curious, Timothy, to find out what your morning routine looks like. Does it include reading, working out, meditation, positive affirmations? Will you share with us what that looks like for you?
0: Oh yes, so I get up at 5 a.m. I'm a light sleeper as it is, but I have to meditate. Uh, so I spend about 20 minutes meditating, uh, and just deep thought and preparing for the day. I'm an avid reader and what I consume is what comes out. So I have my mentors, you know, I love Lisa Nichols. I you know she is one of many, many transformational leaders that have poured into me and and really have helped me. So that's who, she's one of my teachers. So, and, and she is incorporated into my morning routine of ensuring that as I start the day, I have a plan. As I was going through recovery, I realized what helped me become more successful was a schedule, a set schedule, and I follow that, you know, and I go through those motions so that I know that, I am ready for this day. I love to work out. So, believe it or not, when I was in the Navy, I did not like to run. But now that I'm a veteran, I love to run.
1: That's awesome.
0: <laughs> and uh, and so I do that three times a week. And the, and also a lot of our success is the conversations we have with ourselves. So there are I have many positive affirmations. I have my vision board that overlooks my bed, and I look at what. Not only where I want to go in in this world and the difference I want to make, what does that look like? And so I see that. That's the first thing that I see when I wake up. And it's a subconscious thing that allows me to know that the decisions that I make today is preparing me for my future.
1: Okay. You gave us some really great things right there to chew on. Oh my goodness. So as an entrepreneur, people are going to be interested in this, especially as a leader, but even those who are struggling and wanting to work on themselves, these are great steps of advice that people can do. And I love that you meditate because that also practices your willpower. So there you go. And I love that you're reading and you're exactly right. A lot of, of our success is how we talk to ourselves. Did you hear that Lip Talk Nation? Even Timothy says it, "How do you talk to yourself? Oh my goodness, do you have anything else that you do in your routine that you'd like to share with us?
0: Well, you know what? <laughs> I also like to have fun. So my little thing my guilty pleasure is w w e that that again, I'm a unique guy. So I do that as well. It helps me release the my stress and and, and it's one of those that that's one of those unique identifiers that has always been a part of me. And I embrace that, and so that's that's that fun a- aspect of life, and so um, that's that's in my routine. At some point in the day, I'm gonna watch something to do with wrestling, and I'm and it's gonna give me these warm and fuzzies, and I'm gonna be excited about it. But yeah, that's something unique about me.
1: I love that, Timothy. You just called it Worm Fuzzies, Worm and Fuzzies, WWE. Thank you so much, Timothy, for sharing your story and being vulnerable with us. Now it's time to move to the part of the show where we get to know you on a fun level, or even more fun level after WWE. We call this our lightning round. The questions are simple, easy to answer. Just answer the first thing that comes to your mind, Timothy. Are you ready? Okay. I'm ready. Here we go. Love, love, love. This question: If you could have a superpower, what would it be?
0: I want the ability to fly.
1: Uh, <laughs> that's mine too. Boom. Yes. Yes, I want to fly. How do you like your coffee?
0: Uh pumpkin spice lattes.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm sure you just went. Got a lot of listeners. Um, going ah right now. Pumpkin spice, tis the season. All right, what's your yeah. most embarrassing moment?
0: Oh, my gosh. I've had so many, I've learned to laugh at myself. Um, (laughs) As a kid, I played in the band. And so we had to go around and give our names, uh, uh, our little boys' names, uh, with the letters they start with. So in front of my entire band class, instead of giving my name, which is Timothy, I gave my friend's name, Tamara, And as a little boy, you're like, I just embarrassed myself really bad. Oh, my goodness.
1: (laughs) It really is funny. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. Uh, What is your favorite sport?
0: I love college football.
1: (laughs) Okay, cool. Yes. College football. Who's your favorite team?
0: Oklahoma. (laughs) Really? Yes,
1: Oklahoma.
0: Oklahoma. We lost our first game, but it was uh, again. I, it was a good game. The uh, the better team won, but I love my Sooners.
1: There you go. Oh, all right. And what is one thing that you can't live without?
0: Oh my gosh, WWE. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> a WWE. Of course, that's your fun outlet. And your final question, Timothy. Favorite color? Orange. orange okay so if you read my first blog or two in there that's my favorite color but I'll let everybody think it's purple cuz I love purple too but orange is mine oh my (laughs) goodness thank you so much Timothy for sharing some fun facts about you your experience and passion to help others is really inspirational do you have any final tips or encouragement for those who are dealing with PTSD
0: I do seek help You know, there's a team. I have a wonderful team of support around me, but you're not alone. You are not alone. The worst thing that we can ever think is that we are by ourselves and that we are alone. That is so untrue. We have so many uh, brothers and sisters who are there to support us, who want to see us get better, whatever that looks like. So my tip and my words of encouragement, if you are experiencing anything. Seek help that makes you more of a person. It doesn't make you less than. You're more than when you do that. Because you're saying, I'm taking ownership and I'm going to do that no matter what.
1: That's excellent advice. I love I love it, Timothy. It makes you more of a person. Lip Talk Nation, did you hear that? To seek help. You are not alone. And uh, stop believing the lies that you are. Oh, thank you so much, Timothy. Again, you have this gift to inspire. And thank you so much for being vulnerable with us. Will you share with us where we can find out more about you, the projects that you're working on, and maybe even how we can get involved with your projects?
0: Yes. So uh, you can find me on my website, timothymjones.com. And that is also my Facebook, my social media, my Twitter, my Instagram, which is at Timothy underscore M underscore Jones. So you can find me, connect with me. You can contact me directly. I will respond. And you'll find out about a lot of my upcoming projects, my, my speaking engagements, uh, and ways that you can get involved. And I'm, I love collaboration. So if there's an idea that someone wants to do something, let's do it. It's, I, I, I believe in that. And so that's how you can connect with me
1: awesome that is so fantastic Uh, there you go Lip Talk Nation find him at TimothyMJones.com and those are his handles also for Facebook I can't wait to share your episode with Lip Talk Nation Timothy it has been a pleasure having you on the show thank you so much for spending time with us you're awesome so thank you Lip Talk Nation this is a place where the broken can heal and the successful can conquer it's been a pleasure once again Timothy here your story and letting our listeners glean value from your experience lip talk nation if you've enjoyed today's episode or one of our previous episodes i would love to hear from you if you're an iphone user go on over to itunes and leave a friendly review and for android users send me a quick email to lara at we appreciate you and we'll see you soon and as always What you say is what you become.